Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. I am Brian Anthony Davis. I am your host for this Monday excursion, and it's the bye week blues, but it's over because the Pittsburgh Steelers actually have a practice on Monday after the bye week, so that's good news. The, there is a day off on Tuesday, actually. But when the Mike Tomlin press conference comes in, and you can check out the Mike Tomlin press conference recap with Dave Schofield here on Steel Curtain Network, a part of Fans First Sports Network, well, you know that when that happens that, hey, we're back in the swing of things. And I'm going to say we're back in the swing of things now. Bye week is officially gone. You survived it. We all survived it. We had to watch every AFC North team win, and that kind of was stinky. But Hey, that's going to happen. So the Steelers did have a bad week with those guys winning, but hey, they're going to win games. Steelers need to take care of business. It starts Sunday once again with the Los Angeles Rams in LA, and we're going to see what happens. I cannot wait for this second half of the season. The Steelers typically come out of a bye really strong. That's what Mike Tomlin teams usually do. We're not going to call this the official second half of the season but when the Steelers came out of the bye last year they were seven and two down the stretch and performed pretty well can they do it again this year I truly think they have a better roster than they had last year but we are going to see how Kenny Pickett responds we're going to see how this team responds in the face of Matt Canada he's here he's not going anywhere they didn't make a move and if they were going to make a move, it was going to be last Tuesday during the bye week. It's not happening. They're sticking with him. And anybody that comes out and, and says, oh, they're sticking with him. I saw reports. Hey, we have been saying it all along here in Steel Curtain Network. We do have the sources. We know what's going on. This is not a Mike Tomlin thing. This is an Art Rooney 2 thing. And that is what's happening. So you're stuck with Mike, excuse me, you're stuck with Matt Canada for another 90 to 120 days. And that's it. Depends how they do down the stretch, but he's not coming back. This is just the MO of the Pittsburgh Steelers in recent years. They don't fire. They just don't rehire. And that's all there is to it. How was your bye weekend? Mine was great i hate when the steelers are on a buy and i know the importance of the buy but bad they need to get healthy they need to regroup they need to do this they need to do that i get it but i'm just selfish man i just want my team i want to watch them on the weekend man i don't even like when they play on thursday night or monday night or even sunday night and i can't watch them on a sunday afternoon i guess i'm a traditionalist that way Sundays at 1 p.m. are when St. Rooney should be in session. And that's it. That's where I pray. St. Rooney's. And it usually convenes at 1 p.m. But we got through the bye week. It was an earlier bye this year. And that is not a curse like a lot of people think. I think it came right at the right time for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We saw it back in 2001. They had a bye week in week three that year. Yeah, a very early bye, but 
had to because they had an uneven amount of teams and every team had a buy every single week. One team had a buy every single week, even in week one. So, you know, with that being said, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a full complement of games ahead of them back in 2001. They still went 13-3 and after losing the first game of the season before the bye. So if you're good, you're good. But bad, the Steelers aren't good. <laughs> you know, they might be. We'll just have to see how they respond. And recent history shows that they respond well after a slow start. Was this a slow start? No. A lot of people think it was. They only lost two games, though. Both games, though, this is what's different. Both, ga both games were definitive losses. The San Francisco game was never winnable. The Houston game was actually winnable until late in that third quarter. Even though they kept on piling points, there were chances for Pittsburgh to come back in that game and make it a game and take it over. And they just did not because they did not do the simple things like scoring a touchdown, which you might not think is simple, but there you go. So let's talk about what you did on the bye week. And I'm going to bring this up. It has nothing to do with the Steelers, but we talk about in the NFL, everybody's talking about Taylor Swift ad nauseum. I know Kevin Smith had to go. I had to go. And it's the Eras Tour, the movie. It was at theaters. I loved it. I'll tell you why I loved it. One, my daughter was happy. She dressed me up in all this Taylor Swift stuff. And that was fun. She had fun. She had bracelets made. She was so excited. She sang along for almost three hours. That's how long this was. It's ruined concerts for me because now I want to watch concerts on a big screen. I wish they would do this for every concert. I'd like to see just like that because I don't have to pay $1,000 per ticket. I don't have to travel three hours. I don't have to wait in line. I'm in the comfort of a stadium. That's where, excuse me, I'm in the comfort of a stadium in stadium seating at a theater. So it is even more comfortable there. It was great. Got me to thinking while I was watching T-Swift and while I was shaking it off, shake it off, shake it off. While I was doing that, I was thinking, wouldn't this be great every week to watch the Steelers this way? Have 200 of your friends or fellow black and gold fans in a stadium style theater watching the game. It would be awesome. I would absolutely love it, especially on that huge screen with surround sound. Like Kevin Smith says, you can hear the Met Canada chants in surround sound. There you go. You're hearing them everywhere else. You might as well hear them at your local theater too. I think that would be a lot of fun to watch the games that way. It would be super cool. I know we have big screen TVs at home, but this gives you the camaraderie of having people around you. That might be my business. I might start that business. We'll see what we can do with that. That would be absolutely neat, if you ask me. And I like neat. But let's go. Let's do it. Let's talk about what the Steelers have to do going forward. And they're coming out of the break. And they're trying to uh, 
salvage a season. And it's funny to say salvage a season that has started out winning three of your first five games. Look, the schedule's not bad because teams like New England and Tennessee aren't that good right now, especially if Tannehill's not there and you have to rely on Malik Willis. If you have to rely on a a team like the New England Patriots, even with or without Mac Jones, when you see this schedule, you know it's not daunting whatsoever. You know the games that you have coming up aren't that bad. I think the biggest test is probably the Los Angeles Rams because it's in Los Angeles in week seven coming out of the bye. And they still have some firepower left over from two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. So they have it there. But if they can go ahead, go on the West Coast and win, they're going to be in better shape. If you could be four and two after your first six games in week seven, of course, then you got to start thinking this team could start making things happen. This team could probably throw together some wins. I really think the worst this team is going to be, and this would be bad, would be eight and nine at this point because of recent history. I really think that eight and nine is eight wins is the floor right now. This team could win 11 games. They're not going to win 12. I doubt they're going to win 11 games, though. I'm not saying that. 10 is definitely possible. Nine probably makes the most sense where they would have to win six more games and six games out of 12 would make them nine and eight. That's just half of your games. And the way the league is going, the way the conference especially is going nine and eight could probably get you in, but there's going to be a lot of nine and eight teams in there. So you're going to want to get to 10 wins. I really think 10 wins is a must if you want to get into the, the playoffs. We saw with the Buffalo Bills yesterday. It's not great. They're yelling, fire Dorsey, fire Dorsey. They won the game. They're three and two like the Steelers. They want their offensive coordinator gone. They like their defense. They don't like their offense. Sound familiar? They've got a, a well-respected coach from William & Mary. Sound familiar? You know, all I'm going to say, though, is that the Buffalo Bills are not the slam dunk team. The Miami Dolphins might be the best team in that conference right now, but the Buffalo Bills are still leading. The other team to look at that I don't think is completely right would be a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. You've got Travis Kelsey there. When we're not talking about his girlfriend, we have I mean, that no reason to bring that up. But you have, if Travis Kelsey goes down, this team's done. Because they do not have the other players besides Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can do it all. Patrick Mahomes is absolutely fantastic. And I have no problem saying that Patrick Mahomes is great, but he needs help and he needs Travis Kelsey bails him, bails him out every single time. Now, 
this is going to be controversial to some, to others, mostly in Kansas City, this is going to be controversial. But the referees have bailed Kansas City out. In week four, in week five, they definitely had losses that were turned around. The New York Jets should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. The Minnesota Vikings should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. But they got help, and they're not. this is not a perfect team right now. Like I said, I don't know if there is a perfect team here. So Pittsburgh has to be just a tad bit better than 500 to get into the dance right now. And that's the way it looks. And they have to get better. How do they get better? We haven't seen anything yet. But you have hardly seen Deontay Johnson. If Deontay Johnson is back in the lineup and he says it's going to happen, it seems like it's going to happen. He's going to be back. If he's back healthy, Deontay Johnson changes a lot of things for your Pittsburgh Steelers. It changes things for Kenny Pickett. It changes things for George Pickens. It changes things for whoever the tight end is. If Pat Fryermuth is back, or if it has to be Connor Hayward, or if it has to be Darnell Washington, it's going to change things. They are going to be more open. There are, there's going to be less attention on everything. There's going to be less attention on the running game, so it helps Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. It even helps Matt Canada if Matt Canada can call the right place. But nobody's convinced on that. I don't even think Matt Canada's convinced on that. I don't think Matt Canada wants to be here anymore, and if Matt Canada's smart, he's getting his resume out. Matt Canada could probably help a team in a different scenario, but his time here is over in Pittsburgh, but it's not over just yet because there's the remainder of October, there's November, there's December, and hopefully there's January. But once again, going back to the first half, you know that they are going to be trying to play in January and they're going to have to live with what they have with Matt Canada. And that's fine. At this point, that's fine. You win in spite of somebody. We're going to be back right after this for the second half of bad language. Please stick around. It's steel curtain network. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time to, it's actually time for the second half of Bad Language. I am Brian Anthony Davis. I am so glad to be here with you as we get ready for the second half of the show and the second half of the 2023 season. And make sure you're here with Steel Curtain Network all season long. We've got it here. If you did not check out a great episode 
of Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman. It was this morning once again, and other great stuff coming up. There's going to be another hangover with Daniel J. and Shannon White. Another Here We Go, the Steelers show with me and my other host, the great Kevin Smith, Coach KT Smith. There's going to be a fix. It's Jeremy Betts. It's Andrew Wilbar. And the Scobro Show rounds out Tuesday with Dave and Rich Schofield. Brotherly love here on SCN. So let's do this. Let's keep it going. Let's talk about the Steelers. Look, to get into the playoffs, they've got to not just win the division. They really don't have to win the division. They can be a playoff team. I think it would be winning the division would probably be best for them. Look, nobody with the exception of the Cincinnati Bengals has an easy schedule. And here's the reason why. Because the Cincinnati Bengals, their schedule is pretty easy too. But they still have a first place schedule. So if you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, who they have coming up, it's daunting for this team because the next two teams that they play, they escaped the Seattle Seahawks. They have the 49ers who are five and one coming off an embarrassing loss. And it was embarrassing. Now they might not have Christian McCaffrey. They might not have Debo Samuel. If that happens, then they are more beatable. However, are they going to win two games in a Excuse me. Are they going to lose two games in a row? I would be, I would say that's doubtful, but injuries can kill a team. We've seen it with the 49ers before. So the Bengals travel to San Francisco. That's a tough place to play. Then you have the Bills, who are four and two. I said they're not a perfect team. If the Bengals rebound, they could win this division, but Bills are not going to be easy. The Texans at three and three are not an easy team. You saw them, Steeler fans. You saw what they can do. Then it's at Baltimore, November 16th. And that is, for them, this is not a great situation because it's only a four-day rest. That's a Thursday night game at 8.15 p.m. So they play November 12th at home, then they have to travel on Thursday to the Ravens. That's what makes this division attainable for all four teams because the schedule for the Bengals is not easy, especially when they are starting off at three and three. Then for the Bengals, they travel to Jacksonville on December 4th for another primetime game. That's going to be interesting. But before then, I, I forgot to mention November 26th. That's when the Steelers travel to Cincinnati. So the Bengals, it's not easy for them. If you look at other games, they have the Colts. They have the Steelers again. They have the Chiefs and they have the Browns again. As well as, once again, you know that they have the Ravens again. So it's not going to be easy for, for Cincinnati. It just isn't. That's a schedule that makes you feel, as the Pittsburgh Steelers, that they can make it. Because the Steelers' schedule is not as daunting, like we said. If you look at the Cleveland Browns, a very weird team. Do you believe P.J. Walker can do it? Well, they had the perfect storm with the injury to Debo, with the injury to McCaffrey, and they got some help from the referees, but everybody gets help 
from the referees. That ball goes wide right. They go, if that ball's straight, they lose that game. But the Browns have to go to the Indianapolis Colts next week. They have to go to the Seattle Seahawks. Then they have to go to the Ravens. So three out of their next four games are on the road, and it's the Colts, Seahawks, and Ravens. Not easy. Not easy at all. They've got the Cardinals in between there at home. That should be a win there. But Cincinnati does not have an, excuse me, Cleveland does not have an easy schedule either. They have to travel to the Houston Texans, no longer a gimme. They have the New York Jets, definitely not a gimme. So there's no gimmies here for the Cleveland Browns. You look at the Baltimore Ravens, it always seems like they have the advantage. Are they going to have it for the remainder of this season? Well, let's look at that schedule. They have the Detroit Lions next, but it's at home. And remember, they just played in England this week. So they're traveling back. I went to England for two weeks once. I came back. I was dead for a month. And I was younger. Then they've got the Seahawks, but luckily they have the Seahawks at home like the Bengals did. They have the Browns at home. They have the Bengals at home. Then they travel to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. They're going to have Pittsburgh one more time in there as well. They have the Los Angeles Rams, but luckily that's at home. Their schedule's a whole lot easier than everybody else. They have to travel to the Jaguars, but they also have to travel to San Francisco, a very tough place to play. That's on Christmas Day. And they've got the Miami Dolphins on New Year's Eve, even though that's in Baltimore. The Dolphins usually play Lamar Jackson tough. Then they have the Steelers as well to end their season. Look, not going to be easy for any of these teams. Not going to be easy for the Steelers, but the Steelers probably have the easiest schedule coming up. So when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule, you are going to see the Los Angeles Rams, like I said earlier in the show, I think that is go- probably going to be the easiest, uh, the hardest game for them going forward. I think that's going to be it. Then when you look at everything else, it's not daunting anymore. It looked more daunting before. Everybody said the second half of their schedule is pretty tough. But when you look at it, there's excuses for every other team that they could make for losing these games. Los Angeles, like I said, I think that's the toughest game. Jacksonville, Jacksonville's not a perfect team. They come to Pittsburgh, even though Jacksonville plays them tough, that's not going to be as daunting as it was in the past or maybe at the beginning of the season. Then you've got Tennessee. Tennessee's not right. That's a Thursday night game. If Malik Willis is playing and not Tannehill, Oh, gosh, that's not good news for the Tennessee Titans. Malik's not the guy. You might want to go with your rookie first rounder there. We're going to see what they end up doing. The Green Bay Packers on November 12th. Jordan Love's not it. Then you're at Cleveland. That becomes a very tough game, too. I still don't think it's as tough as Los Angeles. You're at Cincinnati. I Pittsburgh plays well in Cincinnati. They have, at least recently. December 3rd, my birthday, Arizona Cardinals. I think I might go for my birthday. Then you've got the New England Patriots on December 7th. 
We know that team is in complete disarray. Only one win. I thought they were a surprise team this year. Eh. That could that should be a win there. You have Indianapolis at Indianapolis, either Saturday or Sunday, December 16th or 17th. That's to be determined. You have the Cincinnati Bengals two days before Christmas at home. That's not a bad situation. At Seattle, Seattle's a very tough place for any team to play. I think we saw yesterday that Geno Smith and this team, they're not a, as good as everybody thinks they are. They started off well. They're going to be a 9-8, and 10-7 and seven team at best. So the Seattle Seahawks will still be tough on December 31st. And then they're at Baltimore, January 7th. And the Steelers play well at Baltimore, too. They play those division games. They do well. Right now, they're undefeated in the division. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not a first-place team like they were going into this weekend because they had to buy. But they have an opportunity to get back in if the Ravens lose. It doesn't matter now. It, rem- it matters who's in first place at the end of the season. There's a lot of time for them to get back into first place. So that's something not to worry about. But it starts now. You've got Deontay jo- Johnson back. You have the opportunity to see more and more of Joey Porter when they decide that they are going to play Joey Porter Jr. When that happens, you're going to see a little bit of change on the defense. You've got linebackers that are playing better. You have linebackers that are gelling. You have three-headed inside linebacker right now in Alandon Roberts, in Cole Holcomb, and in Quan Alexander. With those guys... You have a good linebacking crew. It's everything that they wanted to bring in. So I really like what they have in these guys. I really think Cole Holcomb is becoming the guy they wanted him to be. And we were quick after game one and game two and preseason to say, eh, he's not that good. They missed again. (laughs) Give Give guys time to settle in in their new digs. And I think you're seeing that well. Keanu Benton is going to be a very good rookie. You know what you have in Larry O. Not too long from now, it's not going to be too long that you're going to see number 97 back in Pittsburgh. And that will be a big deal for this defense. You keep everybody else healthy, and you've got two guys named Watt and Highsmith. So with that, what's going to happen? Again, if we go back to the first half, Deontay Johnson going to make Najee better. Deontay Johnson is going to make Jalen Warren even better. He is going to make every single receiver on that team better. Allen Robinson makes this team better. With Deontay Johnson back, you have four receivers that you can count on a whole lot more, which means you're not counting on lesser-known guys as Miles Boykin, who's Miles Boykin is very valuable to this team, and you're not relying on Gunnar Olszewski, who does a lot of the dirty work that that we don't really uh, talk about, but he does do some dirty work for that team. A lot of you are thinking, but bad, he does this dirty too. Well, look, yeah, he's made some mistakes, but this still this these receivers with Deontay Johnson back, George Pickens is not going to be covered as well as he was, and that's just a fact. So, won't the tight ends. So, it's going to be interesting. 
My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is another episode of Bad Language. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to have a game to talk about next week again. I hope we're happy. It's La La Land. It is the Los Angeles Rams. The Pittsburgh Steelers go out west. Enjoy it. We're going to be talking about Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, and Aaron Donald. We're going to talk about that all this week and how the Steelers can beat this Los Angeles Rams team that won the Super Bowl just two seasons ago. So, is it going to be easy? No. Can the Steelers win this game? Absolutely. So, I cannot wait to watch this. I can't wait to talk about it with you. Once again, my name is Brian. This is Bad Language from Fans First Sports Network, Steel Curtain Network. And as always, I ain't apologizing about nothing.